The Bloomberg Sustainable Business Summit returns to London on April 25th for a solution-driven look at the sustainable business and finance landscape, looking at the latest trends in ESG regulations, supply chain innovation and transition finance. Speakers include leaders from CDP, Emirates Environment Group, TNFD, Ctrace, COA and more. Summit advisors include City and Schneider Electric. Visit BloombergLive.com slash SBS 2024 to learn more. This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnick. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi williams The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President. Jonathan Kraft, Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Sostek. I'm Eben Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr. And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where. Jerks! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like jerks! We're going to explain that in a second. We're going to explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And let's explain why you just blew out the weed. Well, Medina wrote it down for you to explain well, it. It's under your name. Here it is. It's uh, the Carolina Hurricanes monetizing jerks by the uh, let's let's call him the uh, crotchety. I like that word. Yeah. The, of, of good old John, of Don Ter- uh, Cherry with the high collar and all. This is hockey what he night said. in Canada analyst. Yeah. So you, everybody knows who he's talking about. So, but you got to say the the Hurricanes after their games they have some. Fun, some would say fun, on ice celebrations. Mr. Cherry is not among the uh, people who like it. Let's listen. This is the National Hockey League. Brenda Moore is a good coach. He play. These guys, to me, are jerks. You have to do this in the National. They're still not drawn. This is to me, and I'll tell you one thing, they better not do this in the playoff. What I don't understand is Brenda Moore is a street shooter. He always was. This is a joke. The, you know, the rest of the guys, young men expressing themselves for joy of winning. You don't do this thing in the net. It's professional hockey. What are these guys, the jerks or something? Ah, what are these guys, jerks or something? Sounds like Tom Keen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get Tom in here to try that. Oh, man. You, you know what? Don Cherry, he's been around since I was like a teenager. Yeah, I mean, if you don't follow Canadian hockey, who would we say? He's, he's sort he's of Dick Vitale, Dick Vitale wearing with a Chuck streak. Sager's suit. Yeah, yeah, Craig Sager. Craig Sager, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's Dick Vitale wearing Craig Sager's suit. That's perfect. So that'll give you what he is. But let's let's give a little context here. I think that clip sums here. up who he is. Yeah, yeah, but let's give some context. Like, after the the, uh, the Hurricanes like win a game, like, they'll do things. All the players would skate and jump into the glass. They, they did the Viking clap. Derby. Like, yeah, they bowling goose. game. One yeah, guy would be the ball. They'd all fall down. And the crowd fun. loves the, it. The fans like it. Cra- yeah. And Gary Bettman has said, listen, what works in an original six market might not work in, say, Vegas or Anaheim. Hey, no harm, no foul. But the best part here is that the Hurricanes are embracing it, and Tom Dundon is embracing it, right, Evan? Yeah, I mean, they're selling T-shirts, bunch of jerks. They had a uh, projection on the <laughs> I want a bunch of jerks week. T-shirt. This th- <laughs> if anybody a, should have a bunch of jerks T-shirt, it's this crew. Projection on the, on the ice that said bunch of jerks. The team is playing well. They're in, As we record this, they're in a playoff spot. They've won eight of their last They ten, better not ten, do this in the playoffs! Uh, I, would, I would love to see them do this in the playoffs. <laughs> Um, it's just kind of another example. I think exactly as you said, you know, the, Tom Dundon bought this team a couple years ago. Um, he's clearly trying to inject a, a new kind of energy and a different kind of thought process from 
a business standpoint. And this is smart, right? Fans are clearly I, rallying around it. I love it. I, I imagine the players are rallying around it good. also. Yeah. You, you know they're probably hatching the next routine, and that, that adds to team bonding. It's all good. Although, uh, we have discussed my son's hockey team in the past, right? Nine years old. And his coach is a former NHL captain. I don't know if he would allow this. I was just going to ask that. Uh, if I were a betting man, and I'll ask him, but I would say that our coach, very stoic, would not allow the nine-year-olds to do this. because I think Just because I think the fear would be that you're showing up the opponent. See, I remember, I'm going to go Don Cherry. See, I remember back in the day when when the when you used to see Hockey Night in Canada and there was nothing on the walls, no advertisements, nothing at all. And at advertisements, the, I didn't organization. Is he gonna give me that next? Nothing. <laughs> oh, hey? There was nothing on the wall. And after the end of the game, they would after they were fussing and fighting and feuding on the ice, they'd come out and shake hands, and that was the end of it. Yeah. But this is different. This is hockey in Carolina. We have hockey in the Sun Belt. You have hockey in the desert. You better make it entertaining. And this is entertaining. Brian Burke, by the way, you know the former GM, Brian Burke? Mm -hmm. Yeah, called it peewee garbage. <laughs> it's all these old school, like, oh, just, just do it before the game, whatever. too. Right? Just to yeah, embrace whatever. the fact that you're the team that's having fun in the NHL while, while a lot of the other you know teams and analysts are not. But I, I'm telling you, Medina, we have to ask Tom Keene. We'll play that for him and see if he can come in and, and give us his best rendition. Who, who did it better? <laughs> yeah, who's, who's a better Don Cherry? Don Cherry or Tom Keene? I want <laughs> See, man, why do you do this? This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, you, know, you always are starting problems all over the place. Uh, have, have you had a hockey discussion with Tom King? Yes, I, I have. have. I'm How saying. fast did you try and get away? Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go on to uh, Sports Radar and Tell MLB. me something about Zuccarello. See, come on, man. What happened I to like Zuccarello? Tom, come on. <laughs> Give me Sports Radar. Come on. <laughs> Evan, give me Sports Radar. <laughs> yeah, Sport Radar, uh, a Swiss sports data firm that we've talked a lot, uh, about a lot on the show. They have a new deal uh, with Major League Baseball. They're going to be distributing. Who don't they have a deal with? Uh, yeah, they're running out of teams. And <laughs> the NFL their, their part is an equity stakeholder. Uh, NFL is an equity stakeholder. Ted Leonsis, Mike, Mark Cuban, Michael Jordan. Uh, it's, I've it's heard got of a, It's got a, a good little list of investors from the from the U.S. sports world. Um, they're essentially the data middleman. So all the data that baseball takes from its stadiums, fast pitch, bat speed, you know, arc of the home run, et cetera, um, that's a raw feed that Sport Radar takes and turns that into the thing that – Michael, you can see when you open DraftKings on your on your way home, you know, a, a live betting option on Take the uh, X and Y. So uh, Sport Radar occupies that space. Uh, they're paying a lot of money for these rights. It's exclusive internationally. It's not exclusive in the U.S., which is essentially the same setup that they've done. Yeah, but, but you and I have the heard NBA. the same thing with, with Radar, that they've yeah. overpaid for the rights. And how valuable are the rights in a world where you can is, – is it because you need – the how how valuable do they view the official data in this betting world? Yeah, and that's that's the big question because I mean for our for listeners out there who don't really understand this world, it is complicated. Las Vegas has taken bets for decades on sports and has hasn't paid a dime for for the data rights. Um, baseball, NBA, obviously they they want these operators to pay for these rights, and outside of making it mandated, which they've tried, you know, legislatively across uh, across the country. Um, the approach now, as baseball explained to me this week, is just to make their official data so good 
something that you can't replicate if you're not paying for it directly. That if you're not offering it, it becomes apparent to any baseball better out there. Wow, I need to be on X operator because they have the the fastest, most reliable, coolest little so value and exclusivity. Exactly, if that's, if that's the case. So that is that is the plan right now, which is a smarter play. But uh, I, I, to me, these deals just kind of underscore. All these little ways that see if you're... How we, see how we use the word underscore? I like that. You got it in there. Slipped <laughs> yeah. it in. Slipped it they in underscore the all the little ways that, that leagues are monetizing this you know, this, this incredible, uh, yeah. soon-to-be multi-billion dollar industry. And I know that, this that isn't on the list, but baseball doesn't want folks betting on spring training games. They're saying they're more susceptible to... Yeah, they, they made a they made a bid. They, uh, they wrote a letter asking to, be, to have spring training games taken off the board. Their argument being that they're not fully competitive, competitive games right. which you know there may be an argument to that but to my knowledge i don't think they've ever written that before right. and there's been right. there's been no vegas problem. Right. odds but, on bar you know what the answer was the from vegas what no <laughs> <laughs> but see I, I get what major league baseball is saying i mean come on we th- this is the same spring training where we saw tom Selleck and even billy crystal i don't think we've had this discussion but if you're going to criticize tom Selleck to no, me I'm you not, and i can no longer I, be friends i am not thomas, criticizing whoa, whoa, tom no 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 Selleck. but why what you and i should share this connection okay thomas sullivan magnum yes. his, his his latest greatest role tom Selleck as magnum what did he wear I get it. He wore a Tigers. The Tigers cap and Trammell and Whitaker were on the show. I get that. I and I love it. And he was he great. was in the restaurant or the bar talking to to Trammell and Whitaker. He didn't realize it was them. And I was pumped up when I saw Tom Selleck throw a okay. couple of pitches. Right, I just want, right, and just bat. Want, right. I shouldn't say pitch, but he was batting. Okay, he was batting. But what Better I'm saying is, Garth Brooks or not as good as Garth Brooks? Well, uh, no. Well, well, Garth Brooks. No, he Garth did the Brooks Mets. Did. I saw him hitting the Mets. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm just saying is, like, you can't place a bet on that because you know that Tom Selleck wasn't going to make the team. Right. So it, it's hard to to be competitive. Right. With to, to me, once you're betting on the once you're allowing betting on the Oscars, which is a preordained decision that's already been made the 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 argument for not betting on spring training baseball seems to be i mean to me a little a little flimsier right and um, you saw it this year when it was whatever the best director all of a sudden was taken yeah, off the they, board yeah, and like well this wouldn't happen in, if, it, if it right you need the outcome not to have occurred yeah um but there's a good chance that this 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 play by baseball to ask for for those games to be taken off is, is part of kind of a larger strategy or an evolving uh, an evolving approach to, to sports gambling. Uh, we're going to see more of this, right? The, the, this data story is, is going to remain, I think, fairly controversial if you're an operator um, and, and all the ways that leagues are, are monetizing uh, th- this new nascent U.S. sports gambling industry. That, that we're going to see a lot more different kind of carve-outs and things like that. Or let them talk more. What else? You got more, like more Vegas, more gambling. More. <laughs> I, I've got You, know uh, what? you got more. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. 
tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to. I want to get the DraftKings and Caesars. Mm, yeah. yeah. So the other major sports gambling uh, news of the of the week uh, so far. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, it's, it's only what time over, is over it? The yeah. Rest, yeah. Uh, over the rest of the week. <laughs> um, yeah. Caesars and DraftKings formed a. Uh, they're called Market Access Partnerships. Um, the or big, maps. It's. Uh, <laughs> Also fairly confusing. So this is my role here. I will. I'll, I'll explain it real quick. Oh, good. This should, let, let's let's see if everybody's turning off the podcast. Yeah, and let, give me. Bear with me here. Uh, because the U.S. is legalizing sports gambling on a state by state basis. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. A lot of the states, the way that they give out their their mobile gaming licenses, uh, you have to do it through a brick and mortar casino. And and when that happened in New Jersey, an online bookmaker like DraftKings, which doesn't own casinos, had to find a partner, a casino to dance with to get their license. With, if, you, right? if you don't have mobile, you got nothing. Yeah. So DraftKings did that through Resorts Casino in New Jersey, in, in New York. There's only a set amount of casinos. There was, you know, there was a lot of negotiations. They found a partner in New York as well. It's a big hurdle for DraftKings and in, in all of these states in which mobile betting is popping up, if they have to go to find a casino, pay a separate fee, etc. Uh, through this deal with Caesars, they get access to those mobile gaming licenses in, in most places where Caesars has a casino, right? And, and Caesars is the biggest U.S. casino operator, um, so that 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 makes sense for DraftKings. On the on the back end, Caesars is getting a stake in DraftKings. I'm not sure how big it is. Um, I'll certainly let you know if I can find out how big it is. What's the valuation to DraftKings these days? Give me a oh, guess. Oh, it's got to be I'm, between I'm, one and a half and two billion. Would and be should my we guess? alert the audience? Would by the way, the, the interesting thing that we're sort of tracking in terms of NFL ownership in DraftKings, when they reach a certain percentage, it's what fifty percent. When fifty percent of the revenue is sports betting, yeah. Once DraftKings this, becomes, like this becomes a majority sports, sports, book. But yeah, sports not book, daily which fantasy, not, which are not quite right. yet. And Jason Robbins, when he was on the podcast, talked about this. Yeah, what, what they would need, but at some point, and I think think probably they said some two more point, states. It was like New York and yeah, California. Probably at some it. point this year, DraftKings will probably become a majority. The revenue will become a majority sports uh, sports wow. betting. And, but at that point. Uh, there may be some, you know, some of the owners that are in, involved in DraftKings that bought stakes back when they were just a right. DFS company, and it was, you know, the it thing to invest in. Bob Kraft. Um, they may need to uh, to get out of their. Got to get out. That that'll that's the NFL rule. Like if it if it eclipses fifty percent revenue on sports betting, then the owners have to divest their. Stakes. That said, divesting your stake is not easy. As I mean, we talked about baseball at these valuations. A ago. Yeah, yeah. Major League Baseball has a stake in DraftKings. To my knowledge, they have not yet gotten rid of it it's not an easy thing to just kind of right. unload um the nba got rid of their FanDuel stake but yeah, that teeny, happened teeny, teeny, yeah, yeah it was tiny but that happened because FanDuel merged with patty power betfair right. right so in the middle of a much larger transaction the nba had an opportunity to kind of unload its stake yeah who wants that, our stake through so that deal right. um i think baseball wants to unload it they've said they're they're going to get out of their DraftKings stake but it's a little harder kind of without that that bigger umbrella deal happening before we go to the next one you know they got a new <laughs> they got a new fantasy website. It's called Monkey uh, I'm, I'm getting a little nervous. It's called about a new fantasy website. Monkey Knife Fight dot com. Hmm. What? That's what it's called. I know monkey the Monkey Knife, knife fight, fight guys. 
They're they're good people. They're yeah. former. Don't bring uh, a monkey to a knife fight. Isn't that a saying? <laughs> former executives from dra- draft day. If I if I'm if I'm correct. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it yeah. seems like I, I I took a peek at it. What is monkey Facebook knife fight? Now, seriously, I don't know. So I'm I'm assuming many of our listeners don't know. It's, I do it's not a brand, know. It's a brand new website where you know you can do fantasy sports or. But why do I need? But more? you're not. Yeah, but you're not competing against other people. You're competing solo against the house. Maybe that's the best way I can describe. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, like a middle. Think of it as like a middle ground between gambling and daily fantasy. And okay. and to my knowledge, I think legally they argue it's not gambling. So you know maybe less of a of, of a licensing process. Right. Um, but yeah, I think they launched in in Chicago. If I if yeah. I'm right about that, um, pretty popular. Yeah. Well, in uh, calling Great balls name. and strikes, Great name, people have said monkeys could do better. See, so now you've just d- insulted all of the umpires. I said people have said. I'm a John okay. Hirschbeck fan. Okay. <laughs> Cowboy Joe West. I can keep, I can keep going. Uh, well, would you want to see robot umpires? Yeah, why not? If I'm going to an independent league game, the Atlantic League signed a deal with MLB where, in essence, obviously, MLB can't try new things in the real affiliated leagues. So they signed a deal with the Atlantic League, which is independent. They're going to, looks like, they're probably going to move the mound back. So 60 feet, 6 inches. Now push that back a little bit. They're going to use robot umpires. Yeah, I want to see this. Absolutely. The latest installment of uh, robots are coming for your jobs. Umpires. Yeah, umpires. On, yeah, on, exactly. Well, you've got um, the, you know you've got the old pitch track thing that's you've seen in the box and calling okay. calling this a robot umpire I think is misleading, right? There's not yeah, going to be a like guy a behind, not a robot something. behind. Yeah, yes, yeah. Not warning, warning. Rosie it's not anything from the like Jetsons yeah. just sitting back there. <laughs> uh, the oh my oh, lord! I've never been so proud of you, Rosie from the Jetsons. How do you even know about Elroy? Oh, I love the Jetsons. Yeah. Wow. Um, however, yeah, I think I think this is more like that the pitch track system that that or Hawkeye is what it was called when baseball tried it. Uh, they're not a made while by Spacely Sprocket. <laughs> nice. There you go. Um, this is. I'm so proud of him. Who would have thunk? This was a, a fairly controversial item when baseball kind of dabbled with it a number of years ago, right? I, I think a lot of pitchers were were upset by it. Um, interesting that they're looking into it right i mean uh, for for a long time the stance i think from baseball is has been that you know the human element of umpires is something that has been part of the game for a long time obviously is an important part of the game and they wanted to keep that um but who knows yeah this is a testing ground and i'm fascinated to see what else they do as part of this league right i think the the agreement as it was as it was reported they need to give 45 days notice for for any kind of you know new quirk that they want to test out in there yeah we'll see i'm interested well, let's stop this crazy thing. This is the Bloomberg Business. See what I did? The, yes, the Jetsons. I'm proud of uh, This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast. <laughs> I'm Michael you. Barr, along with Scott Sosnick and Evan Novi Williams. We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Angela Ruggiero, former USA hockey player, former IOC board member, uh, and co-founder of the Sports Innovation Lab. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online where you get your podcasts.
To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.